was with him. And the scribes and the Pharisees watched him closely when he would heal on the Sabbath. Alright? That they might find an accusation against him. But he knew their thoughts and that the man who had withered the hand arise, he said, Arise and stand. And he arose and stood and Jesus said to him, I will ask you one thing. Is it lawful that on the Sabbath you do a good thing? To do evil and say the life will destroy it. And when they had looked around at them all, he stretched out the man's hand. And he did so and his hand was restored. But they were filled with rage and disgust, disgust with one another what they might do to Jesus. Now let me tell you something. The reason, and I've spoken this for weeks and weeks and weeks now, and it was in our waters, I have that if God is going to do a new thing, He cannot do it in the old way. The problem is not God wants to do a new thing. We are a people that don't understand what a new thing looks like. You know why? Because we're creatures of heaven. Can I say something to you? We are religious, 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 religious in this church. We are worried about our chair. We are worried about everyone else. We are worried about who says what. We are worried about who does what. We are happy with this person. We are happy with that person. I want to say this to you carefully this morning. Because I've been through uh, a week with my staff and I spoke to them this week. And we spoke about some things that happened in the service. And I said to Nicola, the head of my Sunday school, I said to her, um, what, what, do you, what do you think about all these things that happen in church life? She gave me the most fantastic answer. She said there's only two things. I want to know the person's heart and I want to know the person's motive. Do what they do. You see, let me tell you something. All you crazy little people out there eh, that are locked in your little religious houses, God's about to get down the door. Let me tell you something. You know, if you believe that God is going to do things the same way as what you believe, I promise you it's not going to happen. If you think you can come to church every single Sunday and sing three or four songs, do Kumba Yamaro, throw Kenya in the plate, and you think you're walking out chains, you're mistaken. Very mistaken. You see the word of God says a very simple thing is this. Work out your own salvation with your church. You know what the problem is? We do worry about everybody else. If you worry about what everyone else says in church and what they do, and he's just godly, and he's just likes, I don't give whatever if it's godly or unrighteous. I want to say this to you that God, if God speaks, if God speaks, you shut up and you listen. It doesn't matter how much you like the process, it doesn't matter if you don't like the fact that she's wearing no shoes on the stage. You know what the problem is, right? You know what the problem is? Is that we all carry this, we look so shiny on the outside, but in the inside, we are so religious. We are so religious. And we don't believe the Word of God, we don't believe what prophets say, we don't believe the sermon, we don't even believe that God can hear. On the Sabbath, on the Sabbath, the leaders of the church, the leaders of the church, turned around Jesus and said, how can you heal on a Sunday? Hey, and because of our religiosity, we're exactly the same. Hey, Ted, we don't even come into this building thinking that God can heal. We may be coming into this building knowing that God can heal. You see, we must know that when I pray for someone, there's breakthrough. We don't pray for someone and say, oh, well, let's just have to do it after this That's what we do. You know why? Because it's not going according to our little system. You know, we sing three songs. Kirk has to call. He calls up the leadership. The problem is this. Is that sometimes, you know, we just need to take a minute and just wash our own cup. Just wash our own cup. With the presence of God. The presence of God. 
the praises, the manifest presence of God in a human form walk into the church. Walk into a church. And let me tell you something, that man with the red hand, it wasn't there for 10 minutes. I can guarantee you, he had been there for years. For years. Just before that, Jesus finds a man and man that is crippled on the Sabbath. And know what Jesus says to him? The sins are forgiven. You know what that man did? The word of God says he picked up his mat and he walked. The Pharisees with indignation. How could you call someone to walk on the Sabbath? The man stretched out his hand and he gets healed. How dare you heal in the name of Jesus? Now I might feel like I'm a little bit, you know, giving you a bit of a hug this morning. Frankly, it doesn't matter. But I want to say this to you quickly. Is that if we want to see a move of God in this house, if we want to see a move of God in the city, maybe you can change your dream. You know what? Because next week there might not be chairs in this building. <laughs> Maybe we need to change the way we see God and the way we want to play church. Yes. This, this is not a game. Come on. Let me tell you something. This is life and death. Yeah. This is life and death. Yeah. There is no second choice. There is no, well, get collect 200 rand if you miss Alan, Pastor Diddy. This is it. This is it. Yeah. And the Word of God says, and the fullness, the glory, the honor, the weighted presence, the cabodial presence of God is resting upon you. I am sick and tired of preaching my heart out up here. I'm sick and tired of every word we're seeking a word for you. When I don't even find a word for myself. And every Sunday I walk out of this place and it's was that good or bad. It's not even what they're doing, even what they're not. And every week we come here and we just consume. It's like we go to McDonald's, grab the food and don't pay the bill. I am going to see God restore this church this year. I am going to see God heal this year. I am going to see God deliver this year. I am going to see God no, do the most incredible stuff. I'm going to see God break the spirit of religion in this church. You know what? If we worship for five hours next Sunday, then so be it. Come on. And let me just say something quickly while I'm having a rant. Let me tell you something. The online guys, this is the last Sunday you're online. No more. I'm not going hold it. And I'm not picking on it. But you know what? For me, it feels. It feels like I'm, I'm, I'm limited by this camera when it comes to the things of God. And I will not do it. The Word of God says clearly that net not the fellowship of the saints. You are for a reason. You are not just to give, but you have to experience and see the goodness of God. And I want to close with this this morning. And we're going to carry on worship. And we're going to have an altar call. And if you want to sort your life, I want to say this to you. As for me and my house. I'm going to serve the Lord. And I'm going to serve it without religion. I'm going to serve it without restriction. And when some of you little, you little fairies out there, you little purple hair, little eagles and boys, and, and this year, let me tell you something. There are so many in this church here that you are completely different than what you are right now. You see, you're not living your full nature. You're not living your full calling. You're not living in the fullness that God has for you. 
Because you've got this facade that I've got to act religious and I've got to do things right. Let me tell you something. I mess up more than any of you know me. More than any of you know me. But you know what the good thing is? There's one thing that has changed my life forever. And it's this little blonde girl by the name of Chantal. Alright? That I've been married to for 32 years. Alright? And when we, start, yeah, when we started church life, I wanted to go to dress like a pastor's wife. When we started this church, we had, a, we had an influx of, of one denomination, I think some people will know. And there was an old man named Amy in there, but very wise, he knows the word of God. But he insisted I had 12 elders, and I only had 22 people in the church. <laughs> but I needed to wear and dress properly, and so I had to dress properly. And it took me 15 years to realize that my wife is not like everybody else. She's not a, she's not a Christian that dresses like this. So that is who she is. She drops, if she drops a word, she drops a word. But I'm going to say this to you. That when I release it to leather head, go purple and pink, and wear what she wants to the church. You know what I saw? I saw the married woman I married 15 years ago. I saw a woman that was free from the spirit of religion. And I want to say to you, there's a lot of you. Hey, let that come out to you. Because I believe you, we're not quite not going to church with fancy roads and lack of caps and that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. You're going to start to see through those doors. The sick, lame, and the lazy. You can start to see people that don't even know how to dress properly. Maybe they walk here and put a baggies in their face. Maybe they haven't got shoes to walk in here. Maybe they still have ice and tight walking in here. But I'm telling you this because if there's a spirit of religion in this building, they will walk out and change. But if there's a spirit of acceptance, accepting that my King is King and His Lord is my Savior and brother, I don't care who you are, you come sit here because I know that if you sit with me, Ten minutes in this church, there's no way now you walk me out. I want us to stand this morning. I want us to stand here. And there's a decision that you need to make this morning. You see, the Pharisees and the Sadducees were the very people that did Jesus of doing miracles on the Sabbath. You don't know for God. But we've got a hundred choice. You know, we could have a 10 point plan about how to be baptized. You know, 15 point plan about how to be saved. And how to act in church. And what to wear. And how to greet people. And we've got this place here and we've got that thing, God's good. Kind of thing. And in our hearts, we're broken. In our hearts, we're broken. And I want to be honest with you. I'd rather want you to come through that door sobbing and crying. And you're a mess, and I don't care if you still your pajamas. But I'd rather have you come in like that than come into the church with a smile on your face and hiding to who God is. You know, Psalm 139 said that you're found wonderfully, wonderfully made in His image. You're wonderfully made, God created. The Word of God actually says that He knitted you together in your mother's womb. Jeremiah 29, I know the plans I have for you, declared the Lord. They're your plans. But you see, God can only give your plans to you when you become the real you. Because if He gives it, you know, I cannot give a, a mechanic a plumber's job to do. And God cannot pour out His fullness on you when you don't even know who you are. And I want to say to you, you need to this day 
cry out to God and say, Father, may I be who you gentle me to be. Father, may I be that person that was wonderfully and fearfully made. May I be that guy, that girl that you knitted together in your body and father's womb. I want to be that guy. And I'm to do that. You need to release the spirit of religion over your life in the name of Jesus. This thing of putting HAPP while you come to church is a phase. Get over it. You know what? I want real people here. You know what our church's slogan is? A real church for relevant people. Or a relevant church for real people. That's our slogan. A relevant church for real people. You might be offended this morning. You might be manifesting in a minute. That's fine. You might feel like you're never going to the church again. That's fine. But you know what I'm going to know next week? I know next week real people are coming to the church. Oh, and they're not coming for a service. They're coming to be Jesus. Yes. They're coming to be Jesus. It's a heart in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I break every spirit of religion right now. I break every lie spoken over your life. You are more than enough. You are worthy. You are whole. You are loved. You are healed. You are all that God has purposed to be. You are the fullness of Christ. You are the very same spirit that raised Christ from the dead. He is worth being you. He is worth being you. Are you even getting this morning?